Welcome to Her Own Boss, the podcast designed to help you find your inner entrepreneur. Her Own Boss is created by Anissa, Megan, Ben, Lucy, Nikki, and me, Sarah, as we start our careers and learn from the inspiring women who can help us along the way. Hello everyone, this is your host Nikki and I hope you're not too hungry while listening to this because today I'm joined by Lauren O'Donnell, the founder of food startup Otsu. Otsu is a line of plant-based, gut-friendly breakfasts started by Lauren in 2019 when she struggled to find affordable and healthy meals to start her day. In this episode, we touch on the realities of startup life, how to adjust from corporate employee to founder and where to turn to if you're just starting your entrepreneurial journey. Enjoy! This episode is sponsored both by RISE, created by Barclays, and Barclays Eagle Labs. RISE and Eagle Labs are on a mission to support female founders shape the future of entrepreneurship by providing access to networks, mentorship, and training. Search RISE, created by Barclays, or Barclays Eagle Labs to find out more. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Nikki. How's it going? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. All good. Looking forward to our chat today. I'm so excited. Um, Before we get started, I've got some quick fire questions to kind of break the ice. So I'm just going to list them off. I only have three, but answer with the first thing that comes into your head. So the first one is cats or dogs? Dogs. I really want to get a whippet in the next couple of years when I move out. At the moment, I'm living at home and I can't get one. Amazing. Um, second one is what's your favorite day of the week? Oh, I'd say there's no there's no real differentiation when you start a business <laughs> as much as there was before, which kind of sounds a bit bad. But Saturday is definitely the day that I'm able to like switch off the most. Um, and I go for like long walks out in nature with my boyfriend usually. And so I always look forward to that. Nice. And then the last one is what's on the top of your bucket list? I have always like loved traveling so much and obviously haven't been able to do much of that um, given what's happened Um, but really really keen to um, travel again in Bali and Australia those are probably the two places that I've loved the most and just see I'd love to see more of Indonesia. Amazing Um, so I feel like you've done a really good job of bridging the icebreaker questions to what I want to talk about anyway so bringing up um, kind of life starting a business I'd love to know what does kind of a day in the life of Lauren founder of Otsu look like at the moment? So I recently brought on two new members of the team which is really exciting and that has definitely given uh, me I think a bit more structure and Mm -hmm. routine um, versus just working completely by myself um, because we have like set days that we all work together um, and I need to be prepared to kind of give them work um, and talk about what's kind of happening day to day. So um, I now follow a structure where I'll make overnight oats um, or like twice a week. And that's something that I do myself, um, produce orders. And then the other days I'll work with the team, often in person. So we go to WeWork and mm-hmm. we go to different ones around London and work in person if we can. Um, or sometimes we'll be working remotely. Um, and then that might be interspersed with calls, with design mm-hmm. business, other businesses um, or suppliers. And then um, I like to try and go to the gym when I can um, to switch off as well in the evening. Mm-hmm. And do you think, I mean, 
bringing on two new members of the team that's so exciting but obviously it kind of presents a new challenge do you feel like I guess it does it feel easier having more people to help you out or was it almost easier previously when you were in charge of everything and you kind of had oversight of everything I guess it's around like giving that control away because sometimes that can be really difficult yeah it is yeah I think I found that having to figure out like what everyone is going to be working on that day and that week um is takes longer than I anticipated Mm -hmm. but it's amazing to be able to kind of yeah set someone work give them freedom to like come up with an idea or a concept um they often help with content creation and with our social media which I used to do single-handedly and so yeah kind of giving them the freedom to come up with concepts and posts and stuff um is just amazing and having their help has been like phenomenal it just frees up my time to be able to focus on other things which I wasn't able to do over the last year and a half so I really 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 enjoyed it um but I'm still kind of getting used to it it's been about a month and a bit that we've all worked together but definitely definitely enjoying it and I'm just so I'm grateful that I'm able to help um these young it's two young women who have joined the team and who are really keen to get more experience in digital marketing and social media and mm-hmm. being able to help them start their career in something that they they love that they really enjoy is just a really rewarding feeling as well yeah that's amazing and would you say that startup life and being the founder of a small business is as glamorous as people sometimes hype it up to be yeah definitely not <laughs> <laughs> definitely not I think I think um, there there are massive pros, like the fact that you're able to manage your own schedule and your own priorities and not have a traditional boss or a manager and being your own boss is definitely amazing. Um, It's probably the best aspect um, Mm -hmm. and the best change. Um, Although with not having a manager, it can feel a bit less structured. And so you have to set your own Mm -hmm. schedule and have that motivation to work every single day um and yeah I I never found that hard I kind of went straight from corporate life and then the next day as soon as I left I just kind of started working on the business and was like preparing beforehand so never really kind of had a break and I think that was because I wanted to like prove to myself and to like maybe to everyone that I worked with before and at the start you may not have a team and that can be um it can be a bit lonely I was living by myself Mm -hmm. at that time when I was just starting out and I was making samples in the kitchen on my own kind of for hours (laughs) at a stretch um just by myself and so that can be an adjustment maybe if you were working in an office with colleagues you might not be doing that at the moment but at that time I was and I think another another thing that I hadn't necessarily anticipated is that you end up working on it like every day or at least it's in your mind um you might have to be managing your business's social media responding to comments uh customer emails um maybe thinking up new flavors and when you're with your friends you'll even be talking to them about how business is going so it kind of does take over your life and it is quite hard to switch off mm-hmm. um but I found that like going for walks or um going to the gym has like helped me with that definitely and just having a bit of time in the day where I'm kind of doing something different otherwise just thinking about it non-stop um and then I'd say lastly like getting adjusted to the income difference so I used to work in the corporate world and yeah just going from that to kind of suddenly not having an income I think is something that I didn't know before but it's it's a reality and I guess you do have to adjust your lifestyle a little bit 
Mm-hmm. But it's definitely worth it. Um, you get so much kind of fulfillment and excitement from seeing people out there with your products. But I guess it's just just a little warning that I hadn't necessarily thought about. Mm-hmm. How did you adjust to that realization? Because that's quite a big one, and it doesn't just impact your career; it impacts everything in your life. So I'm sure it'd be really helpful for other people who might be going through the same thing or about to go through the same thing to know how you handled that and were able to work around it and not let it stop you in your dream. I don't know if I necessarily like adjusted to it. It's like kind of like I had to adjust to it because that just was my reality. And in a way it was fortunate that there wasn't that much that I was able to like spend on um, Mm -hmm. in the last year because of everything (laughs) kind of, yeah, kind of being more home focused. Um, I did move back home just before I left my job because I knew that like maintaining rent in central London was going to be unsustainable so I did that that really helped and I was definitely privileged to have that opportunity um I would probably advise people to start your business as a side hustle until you're making some profits or at least generating some revenue um because I didn't have an income coming in when I was starting a business I had to make sure that I wasn't spending more than I was making and that but that was okay I found that okay um but to me in my mind when I left my job um I I thought okay I'm going I'm going to have to apply to another full-time role Mm -hmm. and I didn't necessarily want to do that I didn't think about doing a part-time job and then a side hustle or a full-time job and a side hustle for some reason in my mind I just thought am I going to apply to another job or should I just try and start this business that I've had this idea for for so long and I just thought I need to give it my all and just see how it goes and if I have to go back into the corporate world after that I'm sure I can fortunately I haven't been able to thus far Mm -hmm. um but yeah it definitely is an adjustment that I as I mentioned I I didn't think about and I think it's not talked about that much um Mm -hmm. kind of the reality of running a business it's it's very hard to um, take an income I think in those early years when you're building it out because everything that you are making in profit there are so many things that you want to spend to improve your business and it kind of all ends up going back into that yeah and how did people respond when you said that you were going to stop your corporate job and start a business instead I think people were supportive um, and they were they were excited I told some people, um, but not not like every single person. I think people that I were people that I felt would understand and that I was close to. Um, but yeah, I was actually in a role in my last role that I really I couldn't actually, if I was honest, I couldn't see myself kind of mm-hmm. being there for a very long time. And it was because I moved into that new role that I thought it kind of gave me it kind of shook me up and made me really think about do I really want to be in this industry in this role it was quite stressful um I wasn't enjoying it as much as previous roles and so it it just kind of made me think and that's when I made a decision and I thought okay so I need to move on to something else I don't think I want to stay in this is it going to be a business or is it going to be another role and I just thought I'm just going to try the business um, but yeah, people around me in my in my life, um, generally like friends and family, they were all really supportive um, and they, yeah, they were just excited for me. And yeah, luckily my parents as well just wanted me to do something that I was really passionate about and they've been really proud. 
Oh, no, that's so lovely. Um, and you had the idea for Otsu when you were working in that corporate job. Is that right? Is that how it came about? Yeah. Yeah. So I would make overnight oats um, myself and I'd bring them in for breakfast mm-hmm. and I'd enjoy them at my desk in the morning. And I just thought it was a great way. And it was more of like a time saving breakfast because I would just make it. I could eat it at my desk. I wouldn't have to go all the way down to the canteen. And you also save as well. Um, because in Canary Wharf where I was working, a lot of the breakfasts were really small and quite expensive. And But I did realise that when I didn't bring breakfast in, I just couldn't really find anything that mm-hmm. satisfied me. That I thought was like a really good um, plant-based, dairy-free breakfast. And I just thought, they really need some overnight oats here um, <laughs> in, the, in the supermarket that was there. Um, and I started sharing, I started bringing them in and people would be interested in what I was kind of doing. Um, I let some people try some of my treats. I would bring in different things like granola and like mm-hmm. oat bars, um, overnight oats. And then I also did an evening course that was run by Enterprise Nation. And that was for entrepreneurs who were under 30 who had a business idea. And I used to go in the evening after work and it was great. Um, and in, I would share samples there as well. And some of those uh, attendees became my first customers mm-hmm. and that kind of gave me the confidence while I was still working that this was a good idea. Mm -hmm. That's so cool because you kind of by the time you would launch you already had people that were interested in your idea so whether they were from the office or from the Enterprise Nation course that's that's really cool. Would you recommend that for other entrepreneurs as well to maybe try and find their target market and have that lined up? Yeah definitely if you can. Um, During that course one of the tasks was to start our business Instagram account Mm-hmm. Um, which was quite scary for a lot of us. I think we'd been thinking about it, but we hadn't yet because it was just an idea and we didn't have anything to post about or any pictures we felt. But when we had to do that, it forced us obviously to come up with content. And it was it was definitely um, like, it definitely gave a massive boost to what before that was just an idea. People started liking it. And I mentioned that they were available for purchase, even though I didn't have an online store available yet. I wanted mm-hmm. to see if people would them I did have my kitchen checked by the council so I was able to make food from home and yeah started posting pictures of them and people would dm me and then I would share my bank details and they would transfer me and the payment and I would just deliver it to them within London and that was what I did for six months before I finally built our online Shopify store which is crazy to think about now um but yeah the online store was amazing and it kind of streamlined everything I've been using that since then Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. And I'd, I'd be interested to know if in that stage where you were, you had an Instagram page, you had a product that you had been thinking about, but I guess, you know, not having an online shop, did you feel maybe any imposter syndrome and like what you were doing wasn't legit? And this, this isn't a criticism, because I think it's really clever. And I think that's probably how people should get going, have kind of have like your uh, minimal, minimum viable product and just do what you can. But sometimes it can feel difficult to have that confidence to just go for it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know. I, I definitely feel that. Um, I, I do know how hard it is to like push yourself to do it. I think I definitely did look at other businesses and maybe felt some imposter syndrome, but because I knew it was quite a unique idea and there aren't that many people who are doing overnight oats and because there was a gap in the market for it, I just thought like I really need to do this. And because I had decided to leave my job, it was quite it, it gave me that urgency that I needed to post about mm-hmm. this because it was the only way people were going to find out about it. 
otherwise I would have kind of left and just been at home so it was like I I kind of had to do it um and I think sometimes if you don't necessarily have that urgency to kind of need to make the business work sometimes you can sit on it for a while Mm -hmm. and it can be hard but I try not to think about what other people are um like how other people are judging your Mm -hmm. product and just try and focus on what value you're bringing to the people who really need it because there are people out there who need what you're doing and are enjoying the things that you're posting about yeah definitely have you had to pivot your idea at all since people have been working from home because obviously you had this idea from your experiences working in an office and then all of a sudden most Mm -hmm. people had to work from home have you seen any change in demand or has it kind of been the same so I've been making our ready-to-eat chilled like overnight oat pot um throughout Mm -hmm. and I did think is you know is people's appetite for this going to change but I think people seem to still want a convenient breakfast Mm -hmm. that's ready because like we're still as busy as ever even if we are working from home and potentially even more busy potentially working longer hours um and you don't always have time in the morning to make like a delicious prepared breakfast Mm -hmm. or or have time to prepare it the night before so yeah definitely I don't think demand has like kind of gone down over lockdown I think if anything people want something that's convenient and healthy that's delivered straight to their door but something I have been thinking about is offering people offering customers something that they can make themselves at home so Mm. um developing an overnight oat mix that you add your own milk to and it has everything in there that allows you to make overnight oats anywhere you want anytime um so things like oats seeds spices um and fruit in there so that's something that I'm developing that will be like even more convenient potentially um and will kind of allow you to spread your overnight oats out and last like a longer time rather than having to consume it Mm -hmm. within the shelf life yeah that's really cool and that will kind of leads me on to some questions that I wanted to ask specifically about the food industry so I do feel like in the last year even though people have been working from home I think that's almost made food more important because it's like something to celebrate it's something special like you know you can't go out so how do you bring those experiences back in have you I guess have you experienced that in the last year and how do you see what Otsu is doing changing kind of over time because there's lots of different ways to sell food products whether it's direct from your store in a supermarket or things like subscription boxes have got really popular as well I guess what's kind of like next for Otsu how do you plan on changing and growing I definitely think yeah food has been such a focus like for me and it seems like for our customers throughout the last year um, without so much to look forward to people have just been saying how much they've look forward to and enjoyed just receiving an amazing bundle of breakfast straight to their door that they can enjoy um and so it's been really heartwarming Mm -hmm. to kind of hear that feedback um i am really excited about um building out um our direct to consumer offering which has been the focus because over lockdown some of the coffee shops that we were stocked in had to close Mm -hmm. and i wasn't kind of able to maybe make as many connections with new stores as I might have been able to. And so I really focused on just building out our direct-to-consumer offering and our online store and having that direct relationship with the customer has been really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll email back and forth sometimes and I can hear their feedback Aww. directly, which I wouldn't be able to do um, if I had just been in stores. And so, um, you, and then you also get 
the, the benefit of that is that you get a lot of data um, and analytics that you mm -hmm. can see yourself on your website about their behavior and that's amazing um, so we're definitely going to kind of keep that really strong but then um, as things are opening up again we're getting back into coffee shops and co-working spaces and we're actually partnering with a manufacturer over the next few months that's a plan and updating our branding so that we can be ready to start approaching retailers and supermarkets because the plan and the dream that I always had when I left my job was that I would be able to see them in the supermarkets mm -hmm. where I couldn't find them before so I'm just gearing up for that at the moment and that's like going to be a really exciting step where it's it's just going to be able to change everything because at the moment I'm making everything myself which is amazing but there's obviously a capacity to that mm -hmm. um and yeah, this is going to be able to really help us expand our kind of volume and the places that we're stocked. That's so cool. That is really cool. I love that you're cut. You're, I mean, you're obviously the founder of Otsu, but you're also the chef and all of that stuff. I think that's really yeah. cool. <laughs> Very unique to the food industry as well. Is there anything you wish you knew about running a food business that you didn't know before you started? I think everything has taken a lot more time than I expected. Right. So I left my job in October, November 2019, and I just expected that, like, within the next six months or a year, I'd be in Waitrose and Whole Foods and kind of organic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it would be sorted. Um, but I didn't realize how long it takes to find someone that can help you make your products. So that's a long journey. Mm -hmm. to, I, I searched lots of directories, reached out to so many people. And because our overnight oats require a specific technology, extend the shelf life naturally that has taken a lot of research um mm -hmm. and there aren't many people who can do it so yeah it's a lot a lot of conversations on that front um and even with the design um i worked with the designer initially and that was amazing but then kind of going into retail it needs to be a little bit different and so going through that process now again um i hadn't anticipated that you might have to go through these things maybe more than once mm -hmm. um and then I think I I didn't really know what the day-to-day -day would look like and all the different things that I would have to do. Yeah. But like you said, I'm at the moment I'm the chef and then having to like be a bookkeeper and a web developer and a customer service agent and social media <laughs> manager. <laughs> like every single half an hour probably of your day, you're doing so many different things. Um, and I think what's exciting is that as you grow, eventually you will be able to um, kind of share those responsibilities with different people mm -hmm. who enjoy those things and so that's what I'm really looking forward to now as we hopefully grow the team in the future. Mm -hmm. What sorts of resources have you used throughout to help you do all of those different things like learning the, the chef part and the food safety part but then also you know bookkeeping, customer service, all like there's just there's so much to it right and you have to do it all at the beginning so where have you kind of found your support and your help? So that first Enterprise Nation course mm -hmm. called Next Generation Start Something, that was a great foundation. Um, and then from there, I met some other people who were starting food and drink businesses. And oh. a friend and I started a food entrepreneurs accountability group of about 30 food entrepreneurs. And we met weekly for about a year and we would chat and catch up mm -hmm. and share learnings and that was amazing and we still got a whatsapp group and we, we speak all the time um 
I think if you can build a network within your industry of people who are starting out, it's going to be so invaluable. So definitely recommend doing that. And I've always been interested in, I've just loved podcasts. So it's amazing being on here, but I've always (laughs) used podcasts. (laughs) I always use podcasts as like a learning resource. Mm -hmm. And so I love listening to other startup founders and their journeys. Um, And I think like audiobooks I love or reading books. I definitely did a lot of that at the beginning. Just trying to glean as much knowledge as I can. Um, and for food specifically, I'd recommend going to Bread and Jam. Their events are amazing. They have an annual festival um, where everyone comes together and kind of shares insights and learnings. Um, yeah, those would probably be my main yeah go-to things that I've done. And then I'd actually say lastly, bookkeeping and accounting is something that I just find so hard. <laughs> and um, I've been struggling with... Um, learning how to use Xero, the accounting software, for a really long time. And only now, um, I've, I've like now working with an accountant and I'd really recommend that because he's been able to guide me through it. Whereas I was just trying to do everything myself and like not really knowing what I was doing before. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes it is important to get help um, and that can definitely help save you time. Yeah, for sure. And then, so I've got just a couple of like general questions about kind of how you would reflect on your experience because I feel like we've heard about so many of the amazing things that you've been doing so far in the episode but if you had to I guess condense that into like one piece of advice for other entrepreneurs what would it be? I'd say the thing that helped me start the like start my journey um, is when I was able to share those first samples with people and get their feedback on it And I had so many different flavors initially, and that really helped me narrow down the ones that I was going to bring to market first. So sharing with friends, family, contacts, or signing up to a food market and sharing it with the general public um, and getting feedback. And then that will help you see what's working, what's not, and iterate and just keep doing that over and over again. That would be my one piece of advice. Um, And speaking of flavors, what's your favorite Otsu flavor? just so I know what to order after this call. <laughs> um, we've got a brand new one, which I absolutely love. Um, it's mango. It's called Tropical Mango. Mm. It's got mango and passion fruit. So it's got like a tanginess oh. as well. I really love that one. Um, and I just love banana flavored anything. So probably banana biscoff, which is our most popular flavor. Probably those two at the moment. Yeah, um, I love the sound of both of those. I think mango and passion fruit are my favorite kind of fruity flavors in general and then I don't think you can ever go wrong with Biscoff I think it just goes with everything (laughs) yeah I absolutely love it awesome um so my last question which I end every episode with is what gives you confidence I think what's given me the most confidence is when I've been able to share my story and hear that it's inspired people. So whether that's through doing podcasts like this, or when I took part in the Female Startup of the Year 2020 competition Mm -hmm. run by Enterprise Nation, um, and I reached the final three and was able to share um, my journey to date, like with an audience, um, that was amazing. Um, And yeah, was was off the back of that, then featured in the Sun newspaper, which was like a dream come true. Wow. It was insane. And have my picture kind of on a on a page. But yeah, just just hearing how it's helped people, um, and then hearing how our oats help people kind of get the most out of their morning and like make it really easy for them to be productive and 
kind of enjoy something healthy and filling and delicious just makes me feel really like happy oh that's amazing this has been so interesting and inspiring so thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us what gives you confidence let us know on instagram by searching her own boss podcast and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the latest on finding your inner entrepreneur